Amen. I give honor to God who's the head of our life and head of the church on this morning. And I thank God for his holy presence in our lives. I thank God for each and every one of you who pressed your way out. You could have been somewhere doing something else, you know, vacationing or whatever people do on Sundays, mowing the lawn, spring cleaning time. Amen. But you chose to be here in the house of the Lord, and I applaud you for that this morning. Amen. Amen. Give yourselves a hand. You all know me. I like noise, so I'll probably be asking you to clap and to say amen and all of that. Let's me know that you're not sleeping. Amen. Amen. <laughs> amen. Glory to God. Uh, Pastor Keenan asked me to uh, let you guys know, because a lot of people were texting and calling and trying to find out what's going on with uh, Pastor Tyron. And uh, Ty Pastor Tyron had, uh, I'll call it a relapse from a stroke. And he's now in a hospital in California. And he will have to go through a brain surgery. So we ask that you, Pastor is asking that you guys pray for him. And most of all, pray for Pastor uh, Keenan as well. Now, one of the things he wanted me to stress to you is that he needs your support here at this church. Amen. He's going through a lot. He may be absent here and there, but as he uh, takes care of his brother, amen, there in the process of moving, he needs your support to keep this house going. Amen. So we ask that all of you will uh, pray for Pastor Keenan. Keep him lifted up in prayer. He lost uh, one of his favorite uncles last night, which is one of my brothers. Uh, I was explaining to Sister Vicki that he, you think I'm his favorite uncle. This was his favorite uncle. <laughs> Amen. He, uh, he, when um, Kenan's mom and dad separated, he stepped in and he was like the provider. Uh, Kenan and Tyron's in high school at the time. He bought Pastor Tyron's first car. He bought Pastor Keenan his first car, and he was always there for their financial needs. So um, they were taking it pretty rough last night. So just keep them in your prayers, amen? Uh, I think I'm being held up by prayer myself right now, and I thank God for that. He's the comforter, amen, and I ask the comforter to comfort me. It's a time for everything. It's a time to grieve. It's a time to laugh and all of that, but... Uh, It'll hit me later, but right now, I have to be about my father's business, amen? So keep me in your prayers. Amen. God is good. I want to take you, um, well, I, first I'll let you know how this message came about. Uh, it came about, I was on my shuttle bus one day at work, and um, a young man got on the bus, and I greeted him like I greet everybody when they get on the bus. Hey, how you doing? Uh, today, you know, and so the gentleman said, his response was very interesting. He said, I'm doing great. But then he paused in almost a sly but very confident way. He said, but it's going to get better. Amen. You know, and I was like, wow, what a show of hope. Amen. What a show of expectancy. Uh, and so as the day went on, I thought about, do we have that kind of confidence as believers in Christ and God and the salvation plan, amen? If nobody is full of hope, it should be us. If nobody should be encouraged, it should be us, amen? No matter what goes through, we know that God is, is there for us. 
So we should be encouraged in all time. And so my message is about hope today. I'm going to share a couple of scriptures. I'm going to move this down a little bit because it sounds like I'm too close. My mouth is bigger than I thought. Is that better? Is that? Okay. Yes. And so uh, my message today is about hope. Hope is the very thing, and it works in concert with our faith. And one thing is uh, we don't seem to, we don't hear much about hope. We hear a lot about faith in church and in other places. But hope is the very essence, and, the very, and it works in concert with our faith. Amen. But uh, our hope is different from the world's hope. And this is what I want to bring out to you today. Amen. Um, the, the word hope appears in scripture 167 times. It appears in the book of the Bible. And we're going to go through all 67, 167 is the day. Folks, so are you ready? Do it. I'm kidding. <laughs> Do it. Well, she's game. No, you should have seen some of your faces. But I'm not going to go there. I just want to share a few scriptures. Apostle Paul had a lot to say about hope, actually. And it's tied into our salvation. Um, the, um, the Romans, he wrote a letter to the Roman church, which I'm going to be coming out of Romans. And at the time, the Romans, the, um, the, 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 the Greek, not the Greeks, but the... Um, what are their names? The, <laughs> well, help me out here. No. The, uh, um, hallelujah. Oh, the Jews, amen. They were stressing the point that they were the chosen ones at the time. And then Paul's ministry came into where he had to convince them that God is available to not only the Jews, but the Gentiles as well. That was his ministry about. Amen? Amen. Okay. Before I go into that, yeah, it's okay. I'm only human. Um, before I go into that, I want to talk about, um, I'm going to give you some, some, um, some definition. Amen? The word hope is a feeling of expectation and desire. For a certain thing to happen. Amen? Amen? A feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. And I'm going to show you how it works in concert with faith. It's very close relative to faith. Faith is the complete trust and confidence of somebody, uh, in somebody, or in something. Amen? I'm read that again. Faith is complete trust or confidence in someone in something. And I know you're used to hearing faith is the substance of things hoped for and evidence of things not seen. Uh, a lot of people don't understand that. It took years for me to understand what does that mean, you know. But just the uh, dictionary definition is confidence. Amen. Someone or some things. Amen. And ex expectation is a strong belief that something will happen or be the case. Expectation. Amen. I think if ever there's a time for a message of hope, it's uh, now. Because we're living in a, the, uh, all of us now sitting here today, you're all going to be in the history book. Because we went, we're going through, we was here in 2020. And the year 2020 will be in the history books. 
if the Lord delays his coming. Because it was a year where the, the whole country just about came to a screeching halt. Amen? Amen. Amen. We know 2020 was a year of change for a lot of us. <clears throat> Excuse me. And 2020 was a time where a lot of us lost things and we separated. We had to, to, to change our lives and rearrange our lives. Amen. To try to get through this pandemic situation. Amen. And a lot of people are losing their hope, uh, especially those who are in the world. They, are, they have lost their hope in the, the, the governmental system. They have lost their hope in the presidential system, along with us. Amen. So a lot of people right now are feeling hopeless. Amen. Amen. But we're different from that. Amen. Amen. Our hope is not in the same hope that the world's hope is in. Our hope, amen, is different from theirs. We are in this world, but not of this world. Can you say that with me? We're in this world, but not of this world. We're just pilgrims passing through. This is not our home. Our home is the home that was promised to us uh, through Jesus Christ, amen. Eternal life is our home. That's what our hope is in. And I'm going to open up a couple of scriptures right now to, to go into that. I ask your prayers. I'm a little winded from down there singing with all these good singing folks. <laughs> it, it does get a little winded here. Uh, go with me to Romans 8, and the starting at the 24th verse. Amen? Romans 8, and it reads as follows. For we are saved by hope, and hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doeth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. Like the Spirit also helpeth us in our affirmatives, we know not what we should pray for, and we ought, but the Spirit itself makes intercession for us with groanings and which cannot be uttered. I want to bring out the point that God doesn't communicate with our flesh. God communicates with our spirit. And I think that every believer in Christ, at the top of your prayer list should be, I'm praying for more of the Holy Spirit. Because it's the Holy Spirit in which God communicates with. God is too holy to communicate with our flesh, so he has to deal with your spirit, man. Amen? And if the more Holy Spirit you have, the clearer you can hear from God. Amen. So that ought to be at the top of our prayer list at all times. Lord, give us more of your Holy Spirit. We all know that the Holy Spirit is, part of, is, is the source of our comfort from day to day, those who have it. It's the, it comforts us in times when we go through our tribulation periods in life. It's our strength. It's our communication. It leads us and it guides us through life. Amen? Amen. So it's important that the Holy Spirit is there present with you. Now, a lot of people think that as soon as they cross over and they go through the plan of salvation, that they're good. That's only the beginning of your walk. 
it's then when God began, began to transform you and, and, and gives you the Holy Spirit and that leads you and guides you to the destination in which God has designed for your life. Amen? Let me read on. 27 says, And he that searches and heareth and knoweth that is in our mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercessions for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to them who love God and to them that are called according to his purpose. Amen. Uh, a lot of people think that when I was, when we hear that, a lot of people think that God had, okay, when you say God chose you personally, you think that God chose you out, right out of the womb. That wasn't so. God chose you when you surrendered yourself to him. Amen. Amen. It's God's desire that everybody be saved, but he knows that by us being in the, the sin nature that we're in, courtesy of Adam and Eve, please forgive them, God doesn't, he, he just made a way for us to be reconciled with him. Amen? He made a way for us to be reconciled to him. God knew he was going to expose you to the invitation of salvation, but it was up to you. It was up to you to say yes to the will of the Lord and get that transition, that transition that took place in your life. Amen? And then at that point, then this God carves out a destination for you. He decides where and how he wants to use you. And then from that point on, that's when you become on the path to what God has chosen you. Amen. It's in the book. Read it for yourself. It says, 29 says, For whom he did know, he also did predestinate to become formed in the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn amongst many brethren. Whomever who he did predestinate, then he also called, and whom he called, then he also justified, and whom he justified, then he glorified. What shall he, we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Everybody repeat that. If God be for us, who can be against us? Oh, y'all didn't sound too sure about it. Say it again. If God be for us, who can be against us? Amen. And that's something to remember at all times because life is going to bring about uh, tests and trials and tribulations. But we all need to remember that God is for us. Even in the pandemic, we don't have to suffer and, and worry and we don't have to be fearful in times such as this because we know we got God on our side. Amen. 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 I'm going to share something with you. It says most people understand hope as a wishful thinking, as in I hope something will happen. This is not what the Bible means by hope. The Bible's definition of hope is confident expectation. Hope is a firm insurance regarding these things are unclear and unknown. Hope is a fundamental component of the life of the righteous. Without hope, life loses its meaning. 
and in death there is no hope. The righteous who trust or put their hope in God will be helped and they will not be confounded, meaning confused as the world is now. Um, they will not be put to shame or disappointed. The righteous who have his trust and hope and in God have the general confidence in God's protection and help and in are free from the fear and anxieties of this world. Amen. Amen. Again, we're, we're not to be fearful of what goes on in the world. I don't care if they elect Donald Duck for president. I'm going to still tr put my trust in God. Amen. I'm going to put my hope in God because <laughs> we know how the presidency go. We know how this world is. And one thing that keeps our hope intact is to keep our eyes off of the world, amen? And keep our eyes focused on our prize, amen? Because we're serving the God of hope, and our hope is eternal life, amen? And we're going to get to some more of that in just a minute. It says the New Testament idea of hope is the, rec the recognition that Christ is founded the fulfillment of the Old Testament promise. Christian hope is rooted in faith and in divine salvation of Christ. Hope of Christians is brought into being through the presence of the Holy Spirit. It is the future hope of the resurrection of the dead, creation, eternal glory, and eternal life in the inheritance of the saints and the return of Christ, the transformation unto the likeness of Christ the salvation of God, or simply Christ himself. Amen. <clears throat> we are inheritance, brothers and sisters, of the, the promise that God made way back in the Old Testament, the covenants he made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Amen. We inherited their, pre their, 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 their presence. We inherited their uh, covenant, the benefits of their covenant. One thing I like about... Uh, uh, my brother here, Chris, he's got a knack for pulling out the uh, Old Testament promises that God has for his people. Amen. And if you read the Old Testament a lot, you'll see where God makes promises to his people and he keeps them. God keeps his promises to his people. And that brings hope to us in today because we're serving the same God who loved his people back then is the same God who loves his people today. And all the promises he made back then, he's made them. It stands for what's going on in today's day and time for his people. Amen? Amen. The certainty of the blessed future is guaranteed through the indwelling of the Spirit. Christ in us and the resurrection of Christ. Hope is produced endurance through suffering and is inspiration behind endurance. Those who hope in Christ will see Christ exalted in life. And, and, and they may boast in this hope. They exhibit great boldness of faith. By contrast, those who do not place their trust in God are said to be without hope. Um, what they're saying is it's, it, apart from God, there is no hope. Amen. Uh, 
the world system, they hope in their worldly possessions, their jobs, um, just like the man on the bus. I don't know if he was a Christian or not, but he had faith and he had hope in something, some kind of system. And it may have been his job because it's the company that he worked for is really blowing up at this time. Um, and that may have been his hope. But he said, like, I know something you don't know. But what he don't know, we know something that he doesn't know. Amen. We know that Christ is, is, is our source and Christ forgave us for our sins and that brought us into some benefits. And I'm going to share that with you right now. Amen. Turn with me to Romans 5 and we're going to read 1 through 3. And it says, therefore, since we hope we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God and through the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. But before we came into salvation, God considered us his enemies. But now God no longer considered us enemies because of what Christ died on the cross for us and we accepted him as our Lord and Savior. Amen. When you took the steps of salvation, amen, you became uh, adopted into the body of Christ. So that gives you certain benefits. And peace is the most sought after emotion that there is. Everything you do from day to day is the effort to gain, sustain, or regain peace. Amen. When you get up in the morning and go to work, you want the peace of mind that if a financial situation arrives, that you have finances to cover that situation. Amen. The peace you have with God is knowing that when tribulations arrive in your life, you'll be able to persevere. Persevere them because God is your comforter and God is in your life and he's going to make sure that everything turned out right. Amen. Even when we go through sickness, sometimes these bodies just start getting sick. Amen. It's no shortcoming of God, but God will see you through that. He will encourage your heart. He will see you through that. Amen. Got a witness over here. Amen. If he doesn't heal you. Amen. There's times when later on in life, if he doesn't heal you, sometimes to call you home is a way of healing. Amen. Amen. Now, I don't want nobody to say, well, I'm about to die. You're not about to die. You're young and you got time to pray. Amen. So just keep praying. Amen. God will heal you. Amen. He's still in the healing business. Amen. Um, peace is more sought after more than love, money, and fame. Amen. Some people just choose to be peaceful in life. Uh, here's a story that happened um, when I was in elementary school age. Uh, my sister, uh, well, I w it was during the time where we come home for dinner. I come home after school, we eat our dinner, and then we all want to rush upstairs to uh, see the prime time television shows that kids watch after school, right? And I, I was used to watching Batman all the time. So my thing was to rush up there and get control of the TV so we can watch Batman. And I had my sister Lonnie, it was her time to do the dishes that day. 
And I, my, what, my, I could hear my mama hollering in the room, Lonnie, go down there and get those dishes done. She said, okay, mama, I'm going to do it. And then we go on a few minutes later. She said, didn't I tell you to go down and get those dishes? Okay, mama, I'm going to do it. So mama come to the door. And she said, didn't I tell you to go down there and do them dishes? And she was interrupting my peace. So I said, would you go down there and do them dishes? I'm tired of hearing mama's mouth. And mama was like, what? And I said, oh, I'm sorry, mama. I, I didn't mean it like that, you know. But uh, she was interrupting my peace was the whole point. And uh, when you and I, amen, when your peace is interrupted, it, it kind of bothers you. When you say somebody getting on your nerve, that's because they're interrupting your peace. Amen. The kids getting on my nerve, get somewhere and sit down. Amen. They're interrupting your peace. Amen. Somebody at your job keep coming over and bothering you. They just, ah. Oh getting on my nerve, you know, it's because they're interrupting your peace. But amen, there's, there's nothing like peace of mind and, and just peace and solitude, amen? But when you're in God, amen, when you're in the body of Christ, there's no peace like the peace of God. It's no peace like the peace of God. It surpasses all understanding. Amen, it's the peace that you want, amen? Verse two says this, through whom we have gained access by faith into grace in which we now stand and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Grace is another thing that's, that's better than money. To have God's grace on your life. Grace will buy you favor with people you don't even know. Faith will buy you favor. How many of us went to a car dealer knowing our credit is raggedier than sauerkraut? Amen. And God just touched the heart of that salesperson to tap the right button to clear you to get that automobile. Amen. You can't beat God's grace. You can't beat his grace. Amen. Glory to God. When you accept Christ by faith as your Lord and Savior, we begin to access God's grace on earth as well as in heaven. Amen. You got his grace on earth. Those we drive up and down these dangerous highways every single day and we pass by accidents all the time. And even some of us who have been in accidents, God's grace had has sustained us from from that the accident. Amen. But in most cases from day to day, you're not just passing through life on your own power and on your own grace. You, God has got his grace on your life. Amen. Amen. He has his grace on your life to get to point A to point B. Every single day of your life is his grace and his mercy working in your behalf. Amen. Verse 3 says, not only so, but when we glory in our sufferings, because we know that suffering provides perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. Amen. After you suffer a few things in life, you kind of develop a, a callous, in a sense, to things that you suffer. You begin to just be able to deal with it the next time it comes around. Uh, I'm going to share this with you. Um, we went through a tribulation period back in the mid-2000s. First, I had uh, two nephews that got tragically killed. 
Then my father passed in 2006, my mom in 2002. And um, <clears throat> by the time I got to my mom's funeral, I was wondering why I was holding up so good because I was used to persevering these deaths in our family. And it wasn't that I was, I was not saddened by the fact, and it wasn't that I didn't care, but it was just that I, I'm used to persevering that. And just like today, right now, I'm holding up uh, concerning my brother's death. It'll hit me later, but right now, I'm being sustained because I'm used to persevering that. You get what I'm saying? So perseverance, amen, is very important. And it brings us character, character of hope. Every vessel in here today, when you're out there in the world, you should, you're representing the body of Christ. You're representing Christ himself. Amen? So your stature should be one of a person who has hope and one of a person who is confident that God is on their side. Just like this gentleman on the bus here, he had confidence in something. We have confidence in God, amen? And we know that God will sustain us. God will take care of our needs. And even more than that, when we leave here, God has a better place for us in heaven. Amen, eternal life. And that's the thing we have to keep our eyes on. We got to keep our eyes on eternal life. Because this world, and just being honest, this world is... Uh, sometimes appear to be a beautiful place. Amen. And there are some good things in this world. Amen. But the Bible says, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Amen. So we can't chase after everything that the world does. We have to keep our eye on the prize. And that's where our hope lies. Amen. Amen. But perseverance and character is very important to God. Because that represents who we are, that represents our strength, that represents our trust in God. Amen? Amen. Let us bow our heads as I close. Father, in Jesus' name, dear God, we thank you and we praise you for this message of hope. Lord, we will, Father, keep focused on the prize and the promise of eternal life. Amen. We thank you for the benefits that comes along with our salvation. And most of all, Lord, we ask more of your spirit, Lord, more of that comforter that comforts us, more of that spirit that guides us, more of the spirit that communicates with you, Lord. We know that you don't communicate with our flesh, but you communicate with our spirit, Lord. And we just want, dear God, you to continue to bless us and increase our Holy Spirit, dear God, to help us in our our decision-making in this life, dear Lord. And we just hope, and we're watching for your return, Lord. We're just waiting on your return, Father. And those you call before your return, dear God, we still have that hope, Father, that we will see you one day face-to-face -face and be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen.